This episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you who donated $1 a month through Craft Sanity's Patreon page. Learn more at CraftSanity.com. Well, if you couldn't express yourself, how would you de-stress yourself? And if you couldn't make and build and sing and knit and paint and dance and spin, would you go crazy? Well, if you're going crazy... Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity, Art and Craft Creativity, Interviews with people who make, they are here to help keep you sane. Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity. Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman Haywood, and you're listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast, an interview show all about art, craft, and creativity. Hello and welcome to episode 172. The format is a little different on this episode and I think that's great because I like to have fun and change things up as much as possible. The story begins outside of the main building at Grand Rapids Community College here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I am an adjunct journalism professor. It's a very lucrative job. I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) It's a very fun job though. And I was outside the building talking to a friend. He said, hey, that's that guy. That guy who does the makeout project, and I think he might be a student because he's got you know a backpack. He had my friend had seen him up on the third floor, and I thought, wow, that would be a great story for my students, the student newspaper. So I proceed to run after this man down the common area. When I get to him, I said something like, "Are you the guy?" And before I really finish what I'm saying, he's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "I hope we're talking about the same thing." And uh, It turns out, in fact, it was Jedediah Johnson. He is the artist behind the Makeout Project. And I'm not going to explain anything about this because I want you to get the full effect while you listen to the podcast interview here. A couple days later, Jed met with my students and I, and we had a conversation that was really fun. And I am going to share it with you here. Before I do that, though, I would like to take a quick moment to thank my Patreon sponsors for keeping this podcast going. Thank you so very much. I want to thank also ACS Home and Work for sponsoring the show. I really appreciate that. Head over to acshomeandwork.com to check out a great selection of tea towels and other home goods that you can print on, embroider, screen print on, and have a great time. So thank you, Ted and the crew at ACS Home and Work. So we're going to get to that conversation with Jed. And I should mention, too, I kind of buried the lead here, but Jed is an artist who is in Art Prize 2015, which is in full swing here in Grand Rapids. There's art everywhere. It's really fun. The Makeout Project is one of the entries. It's on display at Fifth Third Bank in Grand Rapids in the lobby. Jed has photos on display. We're going to talk more about that in a little bit. But if you're local and you hear this podcast before the end of Art Prize, head over there and check it out. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I suggest you uh, take a break or maybe you want to go for a jog and just be entertained by this story. You choose, but I hope you enjoy it. Let's get to that conversation. If you could just give us a little overview here of your project. Tell us what it's, what it's called and what inspired it. It's called The Makeout Project. In it, I put on lipstick and then I kiss people and then I photograph them right afterwards. What inspired it? That's a great question. Because I was actually, I knew I was coming to a journalism class, and I was going to get asked questions, and I was going to bring this specific thing up, that I've been interviewed a lot of times for this thing. The, uh, the Makeout Project is mildly internet famous internationally, and so I've had several interviews. And the first question is always, so how did you start doing this, or why did you start doing this, whatever? Or how'd you come up with this? How'd you come up with this is the the most often thing. And the answer to that question is boring because I just did. I just one day was thinking, why don't I make out with people? That was, that was. (laughs) Well, Judd, I have to tell you, before class started, I said, you know, I don't know if this guy is like, do you just wake up one morning and say, I want to just put on lipstick and make out with people. (laughs) And it sounds like that's kind of what happened. Uh, Well, in a way, it was, it was a little bit more of a process than that, but. I once had somebody. <laughs> I <laughs> once had somebody to- ask that exact question. Uh, what inspired you to do that? And this is a whole. That's a whole different 
answer. And I was like, I appreciate that you said what inspired me to do that. Because um, what inspired me to do it was a lifelong fear of uh, kissing people, I guess. Because, you know, we're all a little awkward in romantic situations. And I was maybe more so than some people. Still am. But uh, <laughs> the the inspiration came from me trying to, in some way, overcome that fear. Do people buy that? Because there might be people who said who think, geez, this is like the perfect thing. This guy can just go around and, and kiss whoever he wants. No, it's true. Yeah. I kind of can, <laughs> but kissing somebody for an art project is a completely different thing than kissing them because you like like them. I really, when people are like, oh, there's exploitation, you're using these people to kiss them. I'm like, what do you think that that gets me? Like, what, like, yes, I, like, I've kissed some very pretty girls, but, like, they don't answer my texts in a timely fashion because of it or anything. I don't get to spend any time with anybody uh, because of this. So it's not a, it's, it's a, it's a nice moment. And I don't know why everybody's so mad that I get to have several nice moments. You decide you're going to do this, mm-hmm. got inspired, and then what was the first step after that? Did you have to go buy lipstick and decide, like, what lipstick would work? I mean, what did, what did you, like, what, how did you build this project? Did you start talking to friends about it? Did you bounce it off somebody? The original idea that I had, uh, I was, it was my first semester of grad school, and so I was struggling hard to find something new to do, something (laughs) different from what I'd always done. I used to just do party pictures and then glue them in a book and then write about my feelings. No, actual parties or did you stage parties? No, 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 actual parties. Actual parties. And you write about your feelings at the party or? Yeah. Like how you felt at the party or how you feel about the photo? Uh, How I felt at the party. Okay, okay. It was sort of a, a performance art thing. Um where I was the photographer at the party. Okay. And um, the photographs were sort of the result of the performance. And So how people reacted to you with your yeah. camera? And it was, I mean, yeah, it was, it was fine, but it wasn't super deep. Uh, and so I was looking for something different to do, and I came up with this idea... I'm going to ask people, my friends, do you want to participate in a project with me? And then they would say, yes, because I'm cool. And they would, uh, I would show up to where they were. I would start an audio recorder, not unlike all of these. Did they become alarmed at that point? Or were they thinking, this is Jed, he's doing, he's just doing... They, there, there, were, there were several things of like, oh, this, I'm this kind of nervous. I don't know what I'm, what's going to happen. And you're like, you better be nervous. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then I would have them, then I would have them put on lipstick. I'd say, put this lipstick on. And then once they had it on, I would say, okay, now, make out with me. And then... Oh, wait, so they would put the lipstick on? Originally, okay. yeah. They would put the lipstick on. And then I'd say, make out with me. And then we would have a hilarious conversation that all got recorded. And then they would either they would either kiss me or they wouldn't. You know, nobody had to do it, obviously. After we kissed, I would take a picture of the both of us using a timer camera. Okay. And then the idea was is that I would show that picture and play the audio so you could hear the encounter and the awkwardness of it. And it was kind of cool, but it mostly sucked. <laughs> I had a, I had a. But why? Why? Like. Uh, it's well, a couple of like things. It's really hard to listen to. First off, as an art viewer, I so rarely, if somebody has headphones on their work, I usually am just like, no, man, I'm not, I I'm not gonna put, I'm not gonna wear anything to. <laughs> You're to not, like, view your art, put on anything like yeah. lipstick or anything. No, <laughs> no, no. to view. <laughs> nobody has to put on lipstick to look at my work. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they can. Um, that's their right. But um, it just it didn't it didn't activate in a particularly interesting way. And it, it like while the conversations were funny, it was like kind of hard to stand there and listen to them. Um, and I had a critique 
with the faculty of uh, the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, where I went for grad school. And they were like, we don't like this, but we like the kissing thing. And so then I started thinking, like, what am I, how am I going to use the kissing thing? And then I was like, I'm stupid. I should put on the lipstick, and I should kiss people and photograph them. Because if they put on the lipstick, I always have to be in the picture, and I don't want to have a body of work that's just pictures of myself <laughs> so I started putting on the lipstick and going to parties and kissing people at parties and taking pictures of them there and then after I did that for a while I was like this is the same thing I was doing before but it was a nice little bridge to what I do now which is I ask somebody would you like to make out with me so I can take a picture they say yes we make an appointment I go to them I set up the camera I, w- I only make out with people by appointment now uh, I go to them, I set up the camera, I set up the lights and everything we do, and we we kiss and I photograph it. And that's that's where we're at right now. I would like to know about the first kiss. The first one with the appointment set up, like this new setup that you have. Okay. Ha, who did you start with? I started with a, uh, a girl that I met at a bar in Indianapolis when I was living there before grad school. Her name is Karen. We have the same birthday. Date, not year. I can't remember why. Was she on my mind because our birthdays were coming up or our birthdays had just passed? I don't remember. Um, The first person that I kissed for art at all was actually, and this is super telling, it was actually a girl that I had known in high school that I had recently reconnected with that I had had a pretty sizable crush on in the 90s. So it was sort of, yeah, definitely very early on, and maybe still to a certain extent, there'll be a, somebody that, like, I wish I would have kissed, but the time has passed. And so uh, now it, it's in my mind still, and so I still do it. So Karen might have been somebody that, I had wanted to kiss at one time, but didn't really anymore. When I say, like, um, that I might have wanted to date at one time, okay. but didn't. And it, it didn't happen. And so those people generally pop to the front of my mind. So had you been in contact with Karen, or did she just get a call and you're like, uh, yeah, uh, remember we're me? Like very casually in contact. Okay. Like we, like each other's stuff on Facebook or whatever. Okay, and so... And we would see each other around. Do you send her a Facebook messenger, like a message saying... I don't remember. Are you... I might have texted her. And just said... What did you say? Like, how did you open this up? I was like, oh, so here's the other stuff I've been doing with kissing. Um, Here's some 8x10 portraits that I did that are pretty cool. Do you want to do this thing where you kiss me and I take a 8x10 portrait of it and... She was like, sure. So she came over to my parents' house, and boom. Were your parents there? I feel like they might have been. Did they know what was going on? No, no, I don't tell my parents anything. So they just see someone? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, every time I try to tell my parents anything, they're like, they react in like, really unpredictably awful ways like they're always just like I'm doing this other project now that involves that involves guns and so I've bought a few guns and then I've melted them and so I have these like melted gun things and my mom hates guns I'm not a huge fan but my mom hates guns and so I melted this gun and I'm thinking this is going to be perfect for my mom. It's a it's a melted gun. Right. I have destroyed the thing that she hates the most. And I said, "Oh, look at this melted gun I just made." And she was like, "I don't like guns." So she doesn't it's like, like what? <laughs> you don't like? She's mad that I have a melted gun. Like I like it just blows my mind. And and so that I don't I don't tell them anything. What did she think about the kissing though? The did she, she did see not. Karen? Did she, she see Karen with? No, no she, didn't. she didn't see Karen's she didn't. face. She, they stay in the house. Okay. Um, and I did it outside. Um, so the neighbors might have saw. Yeah, but who yeah. cares? Okay. The first time my mom saw a picture, it was, regrettably, the situation was is that I had a piece in the Kinsey Institute show in Bloomington, Indiana, at Indiana University. 
the Kinsey Institute. Kinsey was a scientist that researched sexuality, one of the first. So the Kinsey Institute puts on this yearly show in Indiana University that's all of this work that's about sexuality. And so I got a piece into that. And my mom had never seen any of this stuff, and I needed her to go to the framer and pick up a 55 by 44 inch framed picture of a girl with a black eye with my lipstick on her face and she and she called me when she picked it up and she's going to drive it down to Bloomington for me and she said I just picked up this picture I don't like it and I said I don't care if you don't like it did you pick it up can you get it to Bloomington like I'm so mad that she would just call me to like hey just call to tell you I don't like something you made you know like ugh Oh, it's infuriating. Oh. Um, but then I had a solo show in Indianapolis at the Indianapolis Arts Center, and I had like 16 pictures in, and I gave, I did like two or three question and answer sections that my mom stuck around for, and she read the artist statement, and she came up to me afterwards, and she said, she said you know, I didn't really like these at first, but now the more I hear about them, I, I really like them. I really like them. So that was nice. But then... She keeps, like, every time I show her something for the first time, she immediately has a negative opinion on it. So I'm going to just stop showing her and let her find out on her own and let her, like, try to not tell me about it. Okay. All right. So not everyone – sometimes – I mean, it's common, actually. I've interviewed a lot of artists who create in an environment where maybe the people they they live with or their immediate immediate family does not quite appreciate – what they're trying to do and that's so sure. that's you're, you're not alone in that and the and another thing is is that a good rule of thumb for artists is that if your mom likes it immediately it's probably not really worth making <laughs> unless your mom is you know barbara de genevieve or something some kind of artist that you know works with pornography or something now we still didn't get the process though is it like a ready set go thing it is um I set up this giant camera, 8x10 camera, huge thing. I position them. I get the camera all set up. It takes about 20, 30 minutes to get the, just so get to the point where we can... is the person, like this, the, we'll take this woman, for example. Is she, is this where the makeout happens with this yes. plaid thing behind? Yeah. Okay. Everything. So she's in position. She's set up. Everything is set up, ready to take the picture, except for no lipstick. Once everything's set up... I put on the lipstick. Now, do you use a mirror? I mean, is this precise? No, no. Okay, so you're just like, whatever. Well, I'd do it better than that, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good at putting on lipstick without a mirror. Okay. Especially because I don't need I don't need it to look good on me. Right. So I just, I get it on there. I Now, it looks like you're using a lot of lipstick. I do. I put a lot of lipstick on. I want to make sure I get a good mark. Um, also, the lipstick that I bought, the first lipstick I ever bought to make out with Vida, the girl from high school. Uh, is was CoverGirl Hot Passion. I went to the CVS and I bought CoverGirl's Hot Passion, and I used it and it worked great. And I was like, "This is great! I love this." And so I and I started buying other lipsticks, and all of them were inferior to CoverGirl Hot Passion. I nailed it on the first try. Uh, so is that what you go with now? Yeah, that's what is I go it with. It's the same shade. Now every once in a while I forget my CoverGirl Hot Passion, like that one there. Uh, the upper right-hand corner one, that's Mac Red. Okay. Because I... To the untrained eye, I don't know that we can tell that. Yeah, no, and you wouldn't because color is a subjective thing, and I treat you color can... differently on okay. all these things. So so, so she, the person's in position. You have the lipstick on. I have the lipstick on. And then on. do you say something before this commences here? Generally, what I say is, are you ready? And what they say every time is, Yeah. And I was baffled by this for a long time. How everybody was always ready. My reaction to them saying, yes, I'm ready, was always like, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> like, I always, it always took me a while. And, like, for example, with, uh, he's not up there, but um, uh, there's another guy with glasses. All the guys have glasses. The right guy in the middle there. The title of the one in the middle here is uh, It took me a really long time to work up the nerve to make out with Lauren Dodge's boyfriend. Because I started doing I was like, ah, okay. And like it hung in the air 
for so long. I like I just couldn't like cross that line, and I like I was like, maybe we should put on some music or something. I don't know. Like we had to walk away from it. Like we put on some music. We started. What, what kind of music? I it was he put it on. It was some kind of hip hop. I don't even remember. <laughs> um, and it wasn't no 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 it wasn't it wasn't like yeah I wasn't trying to set a mood I was trying to erase a mood. <laughs> And finally, I like got over and I just like dove in and did it. And um, before before it happened, I was like, "Oh, do you do you care about this shirt?" And his girlfriend Lauren Dodge was like, "I hate that shirt because she hates stuff. She's a hater." Um, and I was like, "Cool, I might get some lipstick on it." And so I I did. Um, but yeah, every time I would be I would be scared, and the person would just be standing there ready to do it. And I, I always thought, like, God, why am I the awkward one? Why am I, why am I au- more awkward than every human on the planet? Um, that I am the one, everybody else has no problem with this, and I have a hard time with it. And that's how I thought until one day I was on my big, um, the big Midwestern makeout tour, where I went from Chicago to um, Detroit to Dayton to Cincinnati hopped across to Kentucky for a second, then back to Indianapolis, then back to um, Chicago, making out with like 30 people as I went. And I got to Cincinnati, and I was thinking like, I want to change this up a little bit. I want to try to do something a little different. So I said to uh, the girl that I was kissing, um, Erica, I said, all right, just for a change, you initiate the kiss, and... We'll do it that way. And she was like, okay. And we got everything set up. And I was like, okay, you initiate kiss. And she's like, okay, are you ready? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, all right. Whew. And, and it is the person, I realized at that moment, that is the person that has to move in. The person that has to cover the, the inch and a half space between the lips. The person that has to initiate where all of the pressure lies. And I was intensely interested by that fact. I don't make any. I I always take that on now. I still mm-hmm. I'm the one that kisses people. I never make anybody kiss me anymore. But um, I was just so like so relieved that I wasn't just overly awkward personally. Um, but that uh, it was a matter of the aggressor is not the right word. The initiator. The initiator. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's an interesting thing. And I have a million questions, but my students are going to be like, she's hogging this whole interview. So we're going to get Karen's question. Hi, I'm Karen. Not your Karen. (laughs) That would be so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Karen, you've been holding out on us. Right. (laughs) Okay. Well, I have been, but it's not on us. I know. Karen, I suspect that there's a lot we don't know, but go ahead, Karen. Uh, did, after you're done, does the subject get a copy of this for themselves? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Um. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't trip on the way. No. Back. <laughs> um, uh, Question if, 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 if somebody, um, I could repeat it too. Could be another thing. If I like hearing the voices. Karen, okay, why don't you sure. come forward? Just come here. Come over here. Um, I, I could elaborate on that. No. Um, if somebody does, if somebody asked me for one, I would consider giving them like a smaller one. But the the big ones are expensive to make and expensive to buy. But they made out with you, right? <laughs> so they get a five thousand dollar piece of artwork. <laughs> what world do you live in? Where it's a kiss. <laughs> but they made out with I'm you. I'm just kidding. I'm playing off that whole thing, you know, the unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a couple of occasions. Uh, like the um, the first baby that I kissed, uh, I was printing that out for the show, and the printer messed up one of them, and so I gave that one to the baby, the the mom of because the baby. The baby doesn't know any better. Yeah, yeah. The baby, the baby would just put it in its mouth or something. <laughs> um, uh, I gave it to the mom, and like I went to, I actually just stayed with her on my way up here, and you walk in the door of her apartment, and <laughs> giant print in a tiny apartment. Tacked to the wall of a, of, a of, a, of a baby with lipstick on its face. How many babies have you kissed? I've kissed three babies. Okay, three babies. Now, out of context, this sounds kind of shady, but hold on. In Do, let me ask, let me ask you a question. Just a, let, let me let me be the, 
Who here thinks that this sounds shady? Because... Well, uh, no, 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 no. I'm saying people don't know. You've been here explaining your project. Mm -hmm. But you said earlier... That sometimes people didn't you say that sometimes people get mad about the babies? Oh, they certainly That's what do. I was referring to, not yeah, yeah. these people, because these d- people we're 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 with you here. No, no, no. yeah, no, yeah. not. But but I mean, like, I'm just I'm just asking a question, just like in general. Oh, okay. If somebody heard that there was this guy that made out with people and took pictures of them, and then they said that he also kissed babies, would you just like? No judgment. Would you, like, knee-jerk reaction be like, oh, I don't think you should do that? Does anybody think that that's not... No, I didn't believe Michael Jackson did either. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and okay, so yeah, it certainly is a thing that... It is a thing that can happen to where um, I'm doing this project that is this makeout project, and a lot of these, not these here, but a lot of these are, you know, with... Um, appropriately aged adults and they can get more some of them get more sexual I guess is the word like the the kisses go on longer or whatever and there's more of a uh, falling into a moment but part of the whole thing of this project is that there are different kinds of kisses and when people when you start, what, what, what I think happens psychologically is people start from this area of like, oh, this person is like very sexually kissing these people, and then he does the same to the baby. But no, I just kiss baby. I kiss babies like everybody kisses babies. Like Google image search kissing babies, and there's a ton of there's a ton of pictures of parents kissing their babies. Like you you kiss babies. It's one of the only things that you can do with a baby. <laughs> um, and if you look at the, my pictures of kissed babies, you will see that, like, I, didn't, I don't linger on the babies. It looks like it's, like, it's like one, one kiss. Right? Yeah, Little it's kiss. one kiss. Yeah. And, and did, you, did you kiss both children here? Yes, I did. Okay. And I'm, sure, I'm thinking, like, the parents, you'd make the appointment with the parents. You're not just going to random babies and, you know. Yeah, I make the, I make <laughs> the appointment with the parents, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, so, but so what kind of reaction, though, have you gotten to this? When people see this, what do they the, say? People that see it when I'm, like, people at Art Prize, everybody, um, everybody that sees the baby picture, that I, I tell them the project, then I show them the, the baby picture because I have the postcards of the baby picture. Everybody is just like, oh, that's so sweet. Um, it's the people on the internet that um, maybe don't put a ton of thought into what is going on before they write a nasty mm-hmm. comment about mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, and like, people are way into. Once I kissed the first baby, um, I was at a show and. Uh, one of the uh, one of the the men that worked at the the Indianapolis Art Center where I had my show, he was like, he was walking through the, the show with his baby, and he was like, "Is this guy next? Is this guy next?" <laughs> He's t- and I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll kiss your baby. I'll kiss your whole family." And so I ended up kissing all him, his wife, and his baby. Uh, <laughs> and that was so. Are people requesting this now? I mean, besides people, is that isolated or are other people, people do? Requesting? Yeah, people. I I posted a thing on Facebook before I was coming up here. I was like, "Anybody in South Bend want to uh, kiss me? I'm coming through town," and. Um, uh, one of my friends was like, "Oh, do you want to do you want to kiss my kids? Like, not do you want to kiss?" She was like, "Do you want to kiss my kids? You could kiss my husband too," which is funny that she left herself out of the equation. Just volunteered everybody else. Did you friend. kiss all those people? I kissed. The, that was those are the two kids up there that I kissed, and the husband had a cold, and I didn't want to get that from him. Okay, so you shut uh, it down, not him. No, he he shut oh, it he, down. Oh, he said I have a cold, and I, like, and I wasn't gonna. I wasn't going to – like, normally if I were going to kiss somebody and they were like, oh, I'm feeling kind of sick, I'd be like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, so if you if you want to do it. But if anybody – this is an important thing for me is that if I ask somebody if they want to kiss me and they say no, I just stop. I don't try to convince anybody because, like, um, I might be like, if you ever change your mind, let me know. But uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't try to – I don't try to convince anybody because, like, I don't need to. I'm not. 
Uh, well, it sounds like you have people volunteering now, so it's yeah, people not do as volunteer. Vital. Okay, do we have a, another question? Okay, Kayla, she's gonna make it easy on me. Um, so, I guess now you have people volunteering to kiss you, but before, when you had to go out and choose the people to kiss. Who, how did you choose people? Like, are all these people friends? And, like, some of them were, like, people you know, they're their boyfriends. Like, how did that process work? It was exactly that. Uh, friends and friends of friends. I would ask people that I felt like I'd have a good chance of getting a yes from. Um because there's nothing, they really like early in the project, before I'd done anything, before anybody saw anything and knew what I was talking about, you just walk, you just go to somebody and be like, hey, can I kiss you for this art project that I can show you no examples of what it's going to look like? And they're like, eh, no, thanks, weirdo. And then you feel like a jerk. Um, but really, once I, now that I, if I approach somebody, if I approach somebody cold, um, that that doesn't know. I start out with like, do you know about this project that I do? And I link them to like whatever, Huffington Post, so that they see that it's has some kind of legitimacy, and they can get an idea of what it looks like. And then um, I ask that they want to do it. And sometimes every once in a while you still get a no, but um, uh, most of the time people are like, yeah, I'd love to be in that. I'd love to be on blogs in Brazil. You said in the beginning that you started this because of your lack of confidence in kissing people and having those intimate moments. Do you feel that your confidence has gone up in this project as it's being displayed publicly that you're kissing all these people? It turns out, one thing that I've discovered, and I just realized actually just now that I discovered this, is that um, it was... I have I have solved the problem. Remember when I said the the inch and a half, the person that has to cross the inch and a half between sets of lips is has the hard part. I'm way better at crossing that inch and a half. So yes, that has improved. The 25 miles leading up to that inch and a half is still rough. And I don't know if I asked you if you fell in love with any of these people before it ended, so I'm going to ask you again if you've fallen in love with any of the people you've kissed. And my response was, I do not, uh, I try not to involve anybody in the project if I hope to one day enter into any kind of relationship with them because it sets up this weird thing where you have like, you've already kissed, but like it was a, art thing and so it doesn't feel like it counts so it's, it's it's just weird it's a weird thing so I try not to do that um I had one awkward thing happen one time though where there was a girl that I knew um I had had a class with her but we'd never really talked um until the very end and she seemed cool and then I ran into her around town a couple of times and we were Facebook friends but we never really talked very much um, she seemed all right. And then, um, I asked her if she wanted, I saw a picture of her. Um, I saw a picture of her on Facebook where she was, it was winter in Chicago and she had this coat with a big fur halo around her head and she was wearing sunglasses and it was such an awesome picture. And so this is a one way that goes into, um, uh, picking subjects is if I see them and I think that would make an awesome picture. And so I sent her a message. I was like, I love your profile picture. Uh, do you know the, the makeout thing that I do? I'd like to do that in that coat. And she was like, oh, sure. And so I went and I met her outside. Um, I met her outside in the snow, in the snowstorm. If you go to uh, the, the first gallery there, the makeout project, uh, I don't think she's far from the... Oh, uh, you have to scroll sideways? Sideways, yeah. Sideways is the... There we go. She's the second one. And so uh, I... The coat does make a really nice photo. Yeah, yeah. coat makes a cool photo. And I got, like, I got a dusting of snow on my sleeve. Like, it's a great picture. I really like this one. Um, And we met outside, shot this picture, um... Had a good time. And then I, my next makeout that I had scheduled for that day, 
was a guy that had read about the project on a blog and had emailed me, um, uh, oh, hey, I saw, I read about your project. I'd like to, I'd like to participate if I could. Here is my headshot, which was funny to me. And, and I was like, sure. And so I was supposed to make out with him later that day. Right after I packed up with her, I was like, man, I agreed to go kiss a strange dude that I've never met before, and I'm going by myself. Like, it seems like a terrible idea. And so I asked her, I was like, you doing anything? You want to come with me when I make out with this, this guy? Uh, and she was like, sure. And so we, like, she came with me, we like, got lunch, and um, she helped me set up to make out with this guy. And, and like, through the, the conversations that we had, like, hanging out after this thing, I was like, this girl's awesome. And so I developed this very strong crush on her. And, that, and there was a point where she, she, I can't remember exactly what she said, but she said something that was something that I say all the time. And I was like, maybe we should date. And she was like, ha, ha, ha. And then, like, it sort of disappeared. But, yeah, that's, that's where the title of this one comes from is maybe we should And then that date. was it? Yeah, that was it. Then she, like, I kept trying to hang out with her, and there was always something getting in the way. And then she left for residency for months. Okay. And then, and and I like, and I was like, hey, when you get back, we should, we should, you know, get dinner or something. Let me know when you're back. Mm -hmm. And then, like, whatever. F four months after she got back from the residency, I was like, hey, you back from the residency? And she's like, oh yeah, I am. And by that time, I was leaving Chicago. So. All right. So it's not always. Um but yeah, I have. Okay. So, but it had no, the thing is, it had nothing to do with the kiss. Like, it I, was what, yeah, it was it the was conversation. The, it was the, yeah. the way relationships build. Yeah. So, uh, other questions. Hi, my name's Gary. Hi, Gary. Um, what is your most memorable experience you've taken home from this project? That's a tough one. Probably one of the best experiences was the big, big Midwestern makeout tour where I was traveling around. That was just a really fun few days. Uh, there was one, so Erica, the one that I made kiss me, um, she was a super popular girl, like show promoter type girl, knows everybody, goes to every music festival in the country. Uh, I was, she was, she lived in Cincinnati, she still lives in Cincinnati, and I, um, I was, knew I was going to go through Cincinnati, and I was like, who's going to know people? Erica. And so I said, Erica, do you know anybody that would want to make out with me in Cincinnati? I'm coming through there. And she was like, yeah, I'll see if I can get you some people, and I'll do it too. And so I was like, great. And then I got to – she was like, let's meet at this bar in the afternoon. And we met at the bar, and she was like, I only got you 12 people. Is that Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's fine, Erica. And so, yeah, I set up on the patio of this bar in Cincinnati, and the idea that w it was that we were going to get it all done before they were open at four, but it ran long, and I only got like three people made out with before four when it opened, and it was the first warm day of the spring, and the whole patio of this bar filled up with uh, Reds fans. And so... And all of the people that I was kissing, they weren't wiping the lipstick off as they hung out for like the two hours after. And so there's all of these Red fan, Reds fans and then a bunch of alternative-looking 20-somethings with lipstick all over their face running around. And that was, a, that was just a fun experience, a fun, uh, a fun atmosphere to do it in. And there was – and at one point, Erica – brings this guy over to me that's wearing a Reds jersey and is like, oh, Jed, this guy wants to do it. And I was like, oh, cool. He's like, all right, what are we doing? And I was like, I put on lipstick and then I kiss you and then I take a picture and it's about intimacy and blah, blah, blah. I did my whole spiel. And he was like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I was like, cool, it's not for everybody. <laughs> it was really awkward and he walked away and then I realized like, oh, 
he sees the, all the girls with smeared lipstick, he thought he was going to get to kiss one of them, <laughs> <laughs> not oh, this guy. So that was a that was a fun experience of the stuff surrounding. Um, I don't really generally like to go into details about the the moments of uh, of kissing the people because part of the whole point of the project is there is a point of interest and it is the kiss uh and i photograph the moment after the kiss to make the viewer think about that moment and so the viewer has to uh fill in the blank and so i try not to fill in any blanks for the viewer because then that takes away like the fun part I'm always I'm far more interested in photographs that make me think about what's outside the frame as opposed to what's inside the frame. Well, I noticed that you're in these pictures. I am. Yeah. So your 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 hand is always in these pictures. And how did you decide to take that up to, to be in these photos? I wanted to, to, two things. I wanted um, I'd had a, I had a critique where they said we enjoy these pictures more, and this is before I did any of these. They said, we enjoy these pictures more, and these are the kissing people at parties, and um, I did a couple of more portraity kissing things um, that I don't show anymore because the project turned into this. Uh, they said, we enjoy these pictures more when we feel your presence in them. Because if these didn't have the hand in them, if this was just, um, if this was just a person's face with lipstick all over it, and you saw that without any idea of what was going on, that's just a picture of somebody with lipstick on their face. But with my hand in there, you get the feeling that it just happened. Um, you have the ability. I don't, I don't want to tell you how you feel. Uh, but there's an opportunity for you to feel like it just happened. It locates me. I wanted, to fe- I wanted it to feel like the the viewer was standing right there in between me and the person or that the viewer was me kissing this person. Mm-hmm. Well, and you have um, your tattoos also make it so people know it's you. Except for when you were wearing your coat. Yeah. And uh, some of them are cropped, but in some of them we can see. Yeah. The, 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 the distance varies with each thing. I don't, right. I'm, not a, I'm not a super big fan of formulaic shooting where sure. everything looks exactly the right, the same but yeah the yeah the the jj was was serendipitous does anybody have any other questions i want to know if you ask the subject to pose or make any certain facial expressions in order to capture the picture i am the type of photographer that i like for people to I like for people to feel something as opposed to try to look like they're feeling something. I never tell anybody to smile. I tell people to be happy um, when I photograph them. A lot of people, they see the other ones and they sort of try to, in my mind at least, I've never asked anybody this, but they kind of try to mimic the mood. I I sometimes will tell people, um, uh, I basically just look at their faces and I either let it hang in the air a little bit. Um, the picture, I'll say, to like, I'll be like, hold it right there. Hold it right there. And I wait for like a, a change, a, a moment. Um, I'm watching their eyes, looking into the lens, and I'm waiting for a moment where I feel like they have forgotten that they're being photographed just for a second. That's my biggest thing when I'm photographing people is I'm, I'm trying to make I'm trying to engineer a moment where they forget that they're being photographed. And you can get that sometimes on transitions. One of my favorite things to do when I'm photographing people, not for this, um, but like if I'm photographing people at an, an event or something like that, um, people are like, oh, take our picture. And I'll be like, okay. And then I get the camera on. And I'm like, all right, one, two, three, four five six and they lose it somewhere around six usually and that's when i get the good picture it's because they're 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 at the moment i say three they are locked into getting their picture taken and at the moment it goes beyond that they start to lose that feeling and it turns into something completely different and not staged and so that's my um 
that's usually my method. A lot of times when I'm doing these, I'll be like, be serious now. And when they, in the moment they pop into serious, I'll take a picture. And it's funny, this, the facial expressions are so polyvalent with the, the mindset of the person viewing the picture. Because I will show a picture to ten different people, and each person will be like, oh, this guy was into it. Or like, oh, this guy was shocked. He couldn't handle it. It's like every there the the same picture reads as 10 different states of mind to 10 different people uh and i really enjoy that i like how it's a um uh, a selectable experience for a lot of people okay so this guy looks like he's into it <laughs> yeah and you would say from the should i clean up or do you want me dirty suggests he's into it does it you got a lot going on, a lot of innuendo at play here. In this no, yeah, I'm time that I'm so into innuendo. I love, <laughs> no, I, I really do. I really like my whole, my whole, this whole project. Every project that I do, everything that I do, all the time is all about stating facts minus details that indicate how boring something is. It's like, like oh. I, I do this project where I make out with a bunch of people. And like, and your mind goes wild. But right. if I'm like, I do this project where I make out with people and then they go to their homes and I go to mine and I watch Family Guy on Netflix as I go to sleep by myself. Like, that's not, <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing exciting about that. So people are, bring, you're, you're relying on people bringing stuff, they bring their, their own people always, the and that's, um, People will always imagine stuff way better than what really happens. So you have a lot of jealous artists walking around and then they talk to you and they're like, oh, okay, I guess I guess my art isn't totally terrible that I'm not making out with people. And Yeah. 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 So how many people have you kissed to know. date? You don't know? Something yeah. like, uh, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 if you count the, like, people that I kissed at parties before I started doing this. I think there's, like, 70 or 80 of these big ones. So what's the follow-up question? When you hear that he's, he's said he's kissed about 200 people, what's the follow-up question? Why? Or, <laughs> okay, we're going to go back to Gary. Let's see if Gary's thinking what I'm thinking right now. How many more do you plan to kiss? Well, that's a little different than what I was thinking, but that's all right. 132. I don't know. I've always said I'll stop when I get bored with it. Um, and... I have gotten bored with it at certain times. What I really need to do is I really need to branch out into different kinds of people, other, like, older people. I want to kiss some younger people. I did kiss the one girl with the black eye, but I would, I'd, I saw a, a friend of mine's a skateboarder in California, and I saw a picture he posted on Instagram where his, he had, like, taken a fall and his face was, like, all beat up, and I was like... I like message him. I was like, I wish I was in California right now so that I could make out with you because your face is awesome. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, I'd love to do it sometime. Um, but you know, I doubt he'll break his face again. Yeah, to, I probably wouldn't. Uh, just for my picture. I mean, that would be so nice. But hello, my name's Francesca, and I have a question about everybody that you've kissed. Have you ever felt a connection or a spark between you guys? You know, actually. There have been a couple of times where I've, in the moment of kissing the person, I've sort of, in my head, drifted into the, this place of like, is this real? Are we really kissing now? Um, and because... It's, 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 it's very interesting because, you know, a lot of times when you kiss these people, it is kind of like, it is intimate and it is nice and you lose yourself a little bit, but there have been a few where the kiss just like lasts a little longer, like you linger together a little longer and you wonder like, um, is this... Is this is this real? Did we just slip into a real place? Um, and uh, yeah, so that that has happened a couple of times. And but unfortunately, like even if it, like I don't even know how you would tell if it really was real because there is going to be a point at which 
they're going to stop just because they think like, oh, we've got to get this picture taken <laughs> at some point. There's a, you've set up this really weird definite end point for the, the kiss. I'm, wa- I'm still wondering if, you know, if I do this long enough, if it will ever happen that one of these things, uh, one of these uh, kissings turns into a real thing and, like, we just forget about the picture. But it's not happened yet. It felt like maybe it might a couple of times, though. Some people may not say this is art. So is this art, and what is your definition of art? And what do you hope to accomplish in your project? I want you to understand that as I answer this, this is... The question that you have asked is a question that I see asked a lot. And my response to this and the strength of my response to this question is not directed at you, but directed at the world at large that asks this question. That's my my preface for answering this question. I feel like the question... uh, I feel like people that look at something that somebody has made and they ask that somebody has made and they're saying like this is the art that I make and that uh, and somebody asks the question like oh or or makes the statement like oh that's not art that's one of the like worst things that you can say to a person it's the it's the it it makes me so angry that somebody could look at something that somebody worked on and then just question the entire existence of it to 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 say that oh, this isn't art. I mean, it's all, everything's art, man. Uh, my definition of art is, it's a little more narrowed down than this, but uh, Scott Thompson, Scott Thompson, uh, he's a comic book artist that made a, a comic called Understanding Comics, and in it he defined art as anything that someone does that is not for food, shelter, clothing, that is that, is, does, that you don't need to do to survive. I'm of a similar mindset. I mean, anything, everything that somebody does that they call art is art. Now, whether or not it's interesting or whether or not it's well executed, this is all up for debate. It feels the same to me to, to say that somebody isn't human. It's just like a horribly demeaning thing to me. Art is made to inspire people Art is made to make people ask questions uh, about what it means to be a human, what it means like what it means to kiss somebody. For this project, I want people to look at this and I want them to think about a time that they kiss somebody and remember it fondly or not so fondly. There's a whole myriad of things that I feel this work asks. And I think that as long as anybody cares about it, and when I say cares about it, I mean there are some people that hate this project. And the people that hate this project, I thank them for hating this project because in a similar thing to like if your mom doesn't hate it when you first make it, it's probably not worth making. If somebody doesn't hate it, then how can it really be affecting anybody? I was in a lecture, my second year lecture at, at SAIC, and there's this faculty member there that I found out later that he actually just hates me. Uh, I don't know why. Um, he was at my first critique of this project, and he was like, oh, I don't like this project. I'm kind of offended by it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I don't like it much either now. Uh, and then after I changed the project and started feeling good about it, he came to my second year lecture, and he was like, he was like I'm... I'm still offended by this project. And I was like, oh, I'm in this lecture, in this lecture hall at the Art Institute of Chicago. And this guy says that he's offended by my work. And I was like, hey, that's cool, man. I saw somebody wearing a shirt the other day that said, if they ain't hating, you ain't doing shit. So thank you. <laughs> and boy, does he hate me more now. <laughs> but but yeah, the I have I have such a huge problem with the question is this art because it's it's it um 
it's it feels like bullying to me. It's a it's a it's a bullying question. It's like taking the the macaroni drawing that your kid made and being like, oh, and crumpling it up and throwing it in the trash. That's what it feels like to me. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Did I answer that question? Yeah. And then, what is the dialogue you want people to take away from from this project? What is the dialogue that you what want, do you want people, people to talk about? As an artist, I feel like I don't have a ton of control about what, how people view things. It bums me out a lot when people look at this and they read it as that the hand on the neck is a really violent gesture and that this is a control thing, like men controlling women, like I'm trying. And it bums me out when people uh, look at this as... Um, a trophy case of like I'm showing the world like ooh look at how many people I made out with when to me it's not about that but it doesn't matter what it's about that what it's about to me it matters what it's about to other like whoever it is that's looking at it and to be honest some people want to be outraged sometimes people enjoy being outraged so if people get enjoyment from being outraged by my stuff great <laughs> I'm glad I was able to give you that enjoyment um, the, I mean, I always say I just want to make people feel ways about stuff. I want people to have an experience with it. I, I mentioned how like I was afraid to kiss. Uh, I said people, but girls that I'm romantically interested in. On the other hand, there had been times in my life where I'd seen like in comedy and stuff when I was a kid. Um, Moments where dudes would kiss other dudes and it would be funny because it's like a you know a, a, a comedy moment, and I had thought like there have been a few times in my life where I've thought oh it'd be so funny if I kissed this dude right now, um, but I there was no way I could ever do it. Like in my head I was like nope couldn't I could never ever cross that line that'd be too weird too weird too I can't handle it. But when I came up with the idea to start kissing people for art. The, one of the first thoughts I had was, I'm going to have to kiss some dudes because I cannot, I, like, if I only kiss people that I want to kiss, then I am the asshole that they, <laughs> that they will say that I am anyway. Uh, and so I, I, knew I, had to, I knew I had to kiss some dudes. And, like, once you cross that line, it's still weird but it's not it's definitely not un like not doable and i feel like there's so much in the world that people are afraid of that if they just could just cross that line a little bit they would be less so and i think that that that's helpful so ideally i would like for people to loosen up a little bit we had some a couple heavy questions um I'd like to ask you something real softball here. Now, are breath mints involved? You know what's funny about um, the human mouth is that it is pretty awesomely self-cleaning. There have been only a very few, like, weird breath situations. One of them was literally uh, a girl. I was getting ready to kiss her, and she was like, she was like, oh, yeah, I'll be in there to kiss you right as soon as I finish these garlic string beans. And, like, <laughs> and so, like, the taste of the food directly. But, like, I've definitely, like, I've gone to lunch with people and kissed them afterwards. Like, I've watched people, you know, do all kinds of things. And, like, ten minutes later, it's fine. Mm -hmm. So it's, there's really, there's very few, aside from, like, a couple people that might have had, like, some chronic problems, uh, you know. It's it's all. And you just had to play it cool then, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, you just. And it's pretty just easy. It. Pretty yeah. easy to do. It's just like real life. So it's, we have about five minutes before this crew is gonna. The, cl the class will be going to the next. Uh, going on to their next class or wherever they go after class. Uh, are there any anyone have anyone have a burning question they want to ask? Hi, my name is Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Um, my question is about the titles of your pictures. How do you how do you come up with them and are the subjects involved with the creative process and are they okay with what you say i've always been a big fan of titles because the title is the ultimate opportunity to do what i was talking about before just a little piece of information that leads people in a direction sometimes title in the case of this one this title is um comes from a 
piece of biographical information about her, like so the first time we met. So it says she could pass for 29 easy. Yeah, she could pass for 29 easy. That's just from a story, uh, the story of the first time I met this girl. And I put it in there as just, you know, you, you're coming up with titles. And I was like, oh, that's a that was a funny thing that happened one time. And I feel like saying that she could pass for 29 easy is uh, will take people in an interesting direction with this photograph. And so, yeah, that's how I paired. Um, there are very few where they contribute to the title. Let's let's scroll through another one. Uh, I am curious about this woman, though. Is she 29? Or is she younger or older than 29? She is younger. Okay. She's okay. younger. Sure, I'll read them. This one is Merry Christmas to Me. The next one is If 27-Year-Old Me Could See This, He'd Freak Right Out. Were you saying something oh, about okay. yourself at the, in that moment? I mean, in that title? Uh, yeah, certainly. I mean, like, it's really, it's kind of, um, biographical. In the cold moments before circus class. Oh, this is one of my favorites. The smallest slice of revenge. Okay, I'll tell you this one. I I don't like to reveal the meanings of the titles, because like I said, I enjoy letting people go off on their own. This is a really fun one for me, because I very briefly kind of dated this girl, and then she did an awful thing that hurt my feelings very bad and then immediately after she did that she started dating this guy and when she told me she was dating this guy she knew I didn't know his name the only way that she could describe this guy to me so that I would know who it was because it was a guy that we kind of knew was the guy with the dreadlocks and I was like you're dating the guy with the dreadlocks and I was so mad about it Uh, and so when I made out with this girl she had the dreadlocks, and so I decided to call it the smallest slice of revenge. <laughs> and when she saw this picture, we're, f- we're still friends. When she saw this picture, she, she laughed so hard at it. It was, it was a very nice moment. So, yeah, there's, there's a little insight into one of the titles. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of titles. I'm a big fan of language and creating just like a little piece to point people in a direction. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. And if you guys want to see his uh, exhibit in person... You're over at the Fifth Third. Fifth Third Bank. Right in the right in the lobby. Yeah, this is a, actually a continuation. Remember, it was it took a long time for me to work up the nerve to make out with Lauren Dodge's boyfriend. This is it was surprisingly easy to make out with Lauren Dodge's mom. <laughs> 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 and it was. I thought it was going to be weird, but it was regular. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, and that seems like a good place to end. Thank you, folks, for participating, and we'll, we'll talk about this next week. Well, I really had fun with this interview, and I hope you enjoyed it, too. I would like to thank Jed and my journalism students for making this podcast be what it is. I, hopefully, uh, it was a great learning experience for the students, and, and hopefully this helps Jed get his story out. He is, as I mentioned earlier, uh, competing in Art Prize 2015, You can see his work on display at Fifth Third Bank in Grand Rapids. I'm going to be going out to try to find more artists to interview, and uh, it really won't be hard. I think the hardest part is going to be getting the time to do the interviews because I have been uh, spending a lot of my time at the Claylist exhibit where Jonathan Lopez, who was on episode 168 of this podcast, has his exhibit uh, where his... uh, it's a parody of online dating, so um, that w- that's a fun experience. So I'm kind of doing a bunch of stuff where I'm, I'm not in Art Prize this year myself, but I'm there probably more than I was when I was in Art Prize myself. Before I sign off, I do want to just say how much I appreciate the people who have reached out to me during Art Prize. Uh, I've been standing with my friend John at his Claylist exhibit, and um, I, I think I had like five conversations on Saturday about oh, are you the woman that used to write the column for the press? Or I mean, and it, as as much as this is kind of like, it's very sad for me to have this conversation with people about how I don't do this thing I used to really love to do. It warms my heart, though, to think that it actually mattered quite a bit to other people. So I just want to say thanks to the folks out there for being so supportive of me and uh, very encouraging. And people have said some very nice things. I'm really thankful. And I also want to thank 
Jody, uh, a Craft Sanity listener from Canada, who made the trip to Art Prize to kind of soak up some of this art with her husband. And we got a chance to meet very briefly. We got had a conversation, but it was really fun. I would have stayed all day and talked to her. We didn't have any other obligations in our life. We'd probably still be talking. And uh, that was really fun and enjoyable. So I just have to say that the people that I have been connect- able to connect to through this podcast and through writing about art and craft and um, just, you know, Instagram and, and other, you know, social media platforms. Uh, it's so fun and I'm just so thankful. So thank you to all of you who take the time to tune into the show. And if you enjoy it, I'm so glad I really am. So thanks for just being such a great audience. I appreciate it. And I will be back soon with another episode of the podcast. In the meantime, craft sanity, my friends, it works for me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the craft sanity podcast. To support the show, click the Patreon link at CraftSanity.com to donate $1 a month or buy a handmade loom or magazine at CraftSanity.etsy.com. Same time next week, we'll be crafting.